Hello everyone, my name is Shane A. Bassett, your host, the movie analyst, and welcome to another edition of Cine Critique. Today, you are in for a treat. That's right, an interview. Get to know Kaya Stewart. You might know Kaya from Wormwood. You might know Kaya from Back of the Net. That's soccer classic. You might know Kaya from the excellent science fiction drama Risen. But I definitely think you'll know Kaya from Christmas, the 2023 Australian-made Christmas drama, comedy, romance. It's got a bit of everything. And ironically, it's got a bit of Kaya. Only a cameo, but it is fun listening to the stories of Kaya Stewart. Good morning. Hey, good morning. How are you, Shane? <laughs> uh, I'm all right, I guess. I've been for a surf this morning. I'm inside now doing a bit of work and I'm talking to you. Oh, so, right. so far, uh, so good. Pretty good. We're about to get better. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, haven't started record- I haven't started recording yet. Um, I just wanted to say oh, that. That's all right. Thank oh, you. For, thanks for your time. Me too. No, thank you so much for having me. The pleasure is all mine. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> have you got a middle name? Is what I wanted to know. I do. I have a middle name. It's May after my grandmother. So. Oh, that's nice. So thank you. Yeah. Kaya May Stewart. That, that works. Kaya May Stewart. Yeah. Well, it'll do for now. We'll, we'll, we'll keep it. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, Christmas is a local Sydney production filmed out mostly in the Golden West. Um, you were yeah. part of that movie, directed by Heath Davis. Um, yeah. first, first of all, like, uh, how did you get the role? Had, had you known Heath before or was it something you auditioned for? Well, I had, um, I'd known Heath for quite a few years and I've just always been such a huge fan of his work ever since Broke came out. I've just been following Heath's work and following his journey and he's just so amazing. Like the films he makes are so personable and just so real. Yeah. And um, he actually just reached out to me directly because I had worked with him a little bit before. And um, he basically said, look, I've got this role. It's it's a small role, but I think you'd be perfect for it and I'd love you to play it. And naturally I said, well, send me the script. And um, he sent me the script and obviously it was incredible um, because he's amazing. And um, yeah, it was just a no brainer. Like it was just like, of course I want to work with you. The script is incredible. Again, it was a small role, but straight off from a director that you love and admire is just, yeah, always an amazing thing. So yeah, um, that's yeah. really good to hear because he's one of our um, directors in this country that has a lot to say. So it's, it's, it's billed as a comedy, but it's not really a Christmas comedy. Yeah, it's what's being said between the lines, I think. And I think it's it's a film that people really need right now as well. Like, it's definitely a comedy, but it really touches people on a personal level, I think, as well. And he just he just has a way of just really, like, conveying truthful people on screen, which I think just makes people feel less alone and that people see their experiences up there up on the big screen. And I think that's, that's the beauty of art. And um, he really has a gift of speaking to people. So it's so amazing. Yeah, you're right. It's all relatable to a lot of people watching it, thinking, well, this is what I'm seeing on screen, but it relates to what I've done in my life or am doing. 
true. Yeah, exactly. Or someone around me. So yeah, I think it's come out at the perfect time. I think people need stories like that more than ever. Like it's a Christmas story, but I think it's it's relevant more than ever just for any time of the year. So we'll be watching it all year long. <laughs> yeah, you only have to make one Christmas movie in your lifetime and it gets shown every year. So people will oh, see absolutely. it. He's going to retire now. He's set for life. He's good. Yeah. <laughs> your, your, yeah. role is, your role is very small, but it's significant. Uh, it was, is, it, yeah. was it was it bigger on the script or was it all um, as in how you saw it? I mean, it probably was a little bigger on the script, but I think, you know, that's just the nature of the way you pull a film together and, you know, there's always the edit. And yeah. I think um, I think the tidy you can make an edit in a film in the long run is, is always better for the for the overall product anyway. Um, but I think it was less about the actual size and more about the message and the impact of the role. And um, obviously, you know, I'm playing a queer character and I think it's, you know, it's important now more than ever to have queer representation on screen. So I think, again, it's less about the size itself and more about like what my character is representing and, um, yeah, being a voice for a community of people. Yeah. That's that's a good um, point because I was going to ask, do you think being in the industry, and I know things have changed, but do you think there's been enough change? Is there still more change to come with representation and so forth? Uh, I mean, it, it comes in waves, but I think we're moving in the right direction. I think we are definitely moving in the right direction, but I think, you know, we need more. There definitely needs to be more. There's space for more. There's room for more. Um, so, yeah, there's definitely been a lot of changes. Um, it's been slow, but I think it is gradually happening. And, happening sorry, and people like Heath are obviously um, yeah. at the forefront of that movement, which is amazing. Um, but yeah, I look forward to, you know, seeing more roles like that, playing more roles like that and, um, representing a very amazing and worthy community. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm glad to hear that. Uh, cause you see it from the inside, you know, I visit sets, but you know, I'm not acting. So it's so different yeah. from my, from my view. That's why I like to ask. I want the yeah. change to happen. Absolutely. I think, you know, a lot of it is still most of us do. And I think, you know, you want to be on the right side of history and a part of, a part of, um, you know, speaking for people and, um, and yeah, being a part of that amazing change. So yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Uh, what about the independent movie scene, uh, especially in Australia? It seems to, am I, am I wrong, but it, there seems to be a lot more indies than bigger budget films being uh, in production in the last year or two. No, I mean, you're completely right. And, you know, I can't even necessarily put it down to the strike. I think um, there's mm. just been so many, I think, you know, people are really just being like, okay, you know what, I want to make work and I want to create things and I want to say something. And people, I think, are just being more... Yep. Um, yeah, they're just getting things done. And I currently have a couple of indie projects um, that I'm that I'm working on and that I've been cast in. So I think, yeah, I've even felt that myself. So yeah, you're exactly right. I think people are just going for it now and they're making more indie films and I dare say be even better quality indie films. And I think that they're really kind of shining a light right now. So yeah. Yeah, and there's lots of little pop-up, well not pop-up, but smaller studios being built in different states and they're housing yeah. these productions. If they're not on location, they can go to these. There's a couple in Queensland, WA. So it's good to see. Yeah, it's amazing. I think they're opening one up on the central. I know they're doing one up on the central coast as well, which is really, really exciting. So that'll be a new screen hub too. So. Yep. Well, yeah. I'm a Terry. I'm a Terry Gould boy. So uh, you know. Oh, close, there you go. I'm a Campbelltown gal. So there we go. We're, we're neighbours <laughs> technically, somewhat. <laughs> That's cool. That's good to know. I I want to know a little bit about your auditioning process. Have you mostly to get roles? In your experience, have you had to do a lot of self-tapes or do you, is it like the old-fashioned way you go in to a casting meeting? How does it work mostly? Yeah, so I think I've been very lucky in my career and I would say that I've had to audition probably about 50% of the time and then the more that I've worked and the more that I've gotten to know people and build relationships or, yeah. you know, I've been cast in films from workshops, you know, I've yeah. um, had some amazing opportunities come my way. So it's definitely 50-50, I think, for the larger productions that are obviously being, um, you know, there's casting process through casting offices. Um, you can't really beat that sometimes. That's just how it goes. <laughs> That's just how it works. Everybody has to audition. Yeah. Uh, and I love auditioning. So either way, it's it's, it's fine for me. But, um, yeah, so definitely there's that process. But there's also the other side of things, especially in indie film, where people can go, oh, I've seen this girl's work. I know she she works hard. She's trustworthy. Kind of like what she brings. Let's let's book her. So I've had um, 
I've had that happen about two or three times for me in the last 12 months, which is amazing. Oh, fantastic. So, yeah. So I think that hopefully means I'm doing something right. <laughs> Look, from, from the work I've seen of yours, both shorts and features, you're yeah. on a track that's only going up. So congratulations, Kaya. I Thank love you your work. Saying, yeah. Appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, we are here for Christmas, so I want to ask you about Christmas movies. I mean, yes. I mean, this is a, a, a regular question. I get asked it all the time. What's my favourite mm-hmm. Christmas movie? But what about you? Are there any Christmas influences or movies that you remember growing up that you still love now? Oh, gosh. Um, I think, oh, God, this is the, I'm just going to say it. First thing that comes to mind, that it's, the, it's the, Muppet, the Muppets Christmas movie. <laughs> I just cool. think that movie. It's amazing. It's the best, and I think it still stands the test of time. Um, yep. So, yeah, I, absolutely. And I think there's such a strong message to that film as well. And I think even as a kid, you sort of really, um, yep. it was really impactful. And I also can't go past um, uh, Love Actually, which I did watch just a couple of weeks ago. I got in early. I think that's a great one as well. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's celebrating its 20th year this year. Wow, uh, it's, that's uh, crazy. Yeah, 2003, that was released. And funnily enough, that Christmas, the 2003 Christmas Elf and Love Actually were on together because they both got released oh. in December. So. How good's that? What a year of Christmas movies. That I was. know. Actually, yeah. And I have to say for the Australian film industry, um, it's been um, Christmas and a Savage Christmas. And I know they, they have both released this year as well. So that's been really amazing too. And they're both just, yeah, killing it. So Die Hard. Do you believe Die Hard is a Christmas movie? Yes or no? Oh, okay. I've seen Die Hard, but it's been many, many years. Look, okay. I'm just going to say, sure. Yes, it is a Christmas film. <laughs> well, <you're laughs> what do you think? Excuse. Well, you're excused <laughs> if you haven't seen it recently, but I always say yes, because it's set on Christmas Eve. Uh, yeah. Bruce, Will- Bruce Willis's character goes to a Christmas party. Uh, it has Christmas music, Christmas yep. paraf- paraphernalia uh, and references. So, uh, you know, I say it's Christmas. Yeah, Christmas movie. Yeah, I completely <laughs> agree with you. Yeah, I knew we'd get along. Get along just fine. <laughs> <laughs> now, something I don't know what, what it is, but you're a champion of it. Uh, the World Monologue Games, is that right? Or World Monologue Championship? Tell me it's, it's a little bit world- about that, please. Yeah. So the World Monologue Games, um, it's this amazing competition that I just had the privilege of being a part of and um, and winning, <laughs> um, which is, which is awesome. Congratulations, you're a champion. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, I'm still getting used to the title. I'm going to have to get a jacket or something, but um, no, it's, it's been awesome. Um, so the World Monologue Games, it's run um, by Pete and Lisa, and they're just incredible. And they really, really care about artists and giving artists from all over the world a voice um, and people that mightn't even necessarily have access to certain um, to certain like functions or you know aspects of the industry. And um, so I entered and it's just been, it's just been a whirlwind and it's been amazing. And um, I've had my work seen from any winning casting directors all over the world and directors and amazing. yeah, it's yeah, been really incredible. So they were all part of the judging process. And um, I really have to say that I did somewhat enter on a whim and here we are three and a half months later and it was definitely one of the best things I did this year. So, yeah. See, I told you, you got talent. It's just rising. <laughs> <That's all. laughs> Thank uh, you, Shane. Yeah. <laughs> how do you, how do you do? Did you pick your own monologues or did you choose some from films or how, how did you go about um, expressing the monologues that you did? Yeah, so basically um, they're quite, um, it's a quite a free process. You can choose whichever monologue you want to submit um, as long as you have the rights to the copyright. Um, yeah. I actually ended up writing my own monologue. Um, I wouldn't call myself an official writer, but um, I gave it a go and I just spoke from my heart, which I think is a great thing to do when you're you know, creating art. And yeah. it was actually dedicated to my late grandmother, so my nan, my nana called her. And um, just, um, yeah, sharing a really beautiful memory that we used to have together and experience. And, um, oh. yeah, I think it, it happened to really touch people and it was a hit. So I'm also really proud of that as well. Oh, well, no, thank you for telling me that story. It, if it came yeah. from the heart and it was emotional and you won, that's extra special. Extra special. And, you know, I was saying the whole way through, like, no matter what happens, I just want to make my nan proud. Like, it really was in honour of her. And, um, yep. you know, just to just to be personal again, because I think it's, it's so important to really speak from your heart. I... 
um, I really felt like the process was quite healing because, you know, we don't always get to say the things we want to say to people when they when they leave us. And um, I almost had like a second chance to say some really beautiful and amazing things to her because she was such an awesome person. So, um, yeah, I'm really, really grateful for that opportunity. No, I'm, again, I'm really happy for you. And now I know that story. That means a lot. So you, you deserve yeah. it. Well done. Um, do, you, do, you get to, do you get to present next year's winner with a prize or how does it I'm work? the CEO of the competition now. It's officially now my competition. <laughs> um, <laughs> Cool. <laughs> Look, there's been no official talk of that just yet. I mean, again, I love um, Pete and Lisa, sure. so you know we would discuss me coming on board, possibly the judging panel. But you know, perhaps I'll enter again next year and, and, and see how we go. I think it really depends on where I'm at with all of my films and, and what's coming up. But um, I definitely will be no stranger to them in the future, and I think it's just such an amazing initiative and what they're doing. Um, so yeah, you'll definitely see my face more in that kind of aspect. Good to hear. And I'm I'm no actor, but when I saw the movie Magnolia for the first time, that's full of yeah. monologues, as you probably know. I bought the screenplay like in book form. And I read oh, it. Wow. And, I mean, it's amazing. So uh, I'm familiar with monologues and I'm, I'm reviewing films and analyzing films all the time. Monologues can either really stand out or drag on or mean nothing yeah. or mean something. So yeah, that, Definitely. it's good that you're now, you're now a champion monologuer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a champion monologuer. Yeah. And you know, I mean, just truthfully from an acting perspective, like they're not necessarily always easy because you know, when you're no. acting in a scene, you have the other sure. character to bounce off and you're sort of really in the moment. But um, when it's just you and the camera, it can be really quite challenging and, and even confronting. But um, yeah. I think that's why I was just really glad I entered as well. Because just I think, if anything, it just sort of gave me more confidence in my work and um, just really kind of... Uh, now, this is where we started beginning to have technical difficulties, unfortunately. I think it was from my end, although all I could do was hear Kaya uh, jumping and stopping and starting, and then the screen was freezing up. But I'll do my best to edit it through because uh, I wanted to salvage the excellent conversation we were having. I really like talking to Kaya. As you can tell already, one magnificent individual. From my point of view, I don't think you've done a lot of work overseas. Uh, is that something of an option maybe one day for you? Or are you happy to stay in Australia if the, keep, the work keeps flowing? Yeah, I mean, I, I love it here in Australia. And I think, you know, there can be a bit of an opinion sometimes that there's not a lot of work here. But I think the harder you work and the more you put yourself out there, you really can generate those opportunities for yourself. That being said, though, um, the States is definitely on the horizon for me. And I should be heading over for a couple of months next year. Um, right. to take some meetings and talk about a couple of potential projects. Definitely on the cards for me. I, I would love to move there. I would at least love the opportunity to be able to travel back and forth between two countries because I do love Australia. It's such a beautiful country where we're so lucky on so many levels. But, um, yeah, there's definitely a lot happening in the States as well that I definitely want to be a part of as well. So, lots, yeah. yeah. Lots of Aussies over there. You'll be able to hook up and uh, catch up with all of them. <laughs> yeah, the old Aussie gang. Now, you have, I'm, I'm assuming it's natural, flowing, beautiful red hair. <laughs> I would love to say this is my natural colour hair. Um, uh, but not... thanks to the Colquitt, first of all. Look, I will say it's a it's a slight tweak on my natural colour. It's it's an, it's an essence, so yeah. But this is yeah, very close. But um, it's a good good colour for summer, Christmas. Okay, well, fair enough. My my next question was going to be: Would you change your appearance dramatically for a role, or pretty much you've got guidelines? Oh, you would. That's good to hear. No. Oh yeah, absolutely. I you know I often always I think when you're a younger woman in this industry, you can be very kind of conscious about how you look, and you know you almost want to always look 
presentable or even I dare say beautiful on screen. Whereas for me now, I I I'm just I'm not I'm not here to model. I'm not here to look pretty. I'm here to to portray characters and to hopefully do an amazing job in the process. And I'm happy to shave my head and 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 wear whatever I have to and whatever is required of me for the role, as long as it's obviously like a crucial part of bringing that character to life. Like I'm there. Like the uglier, the weirder, the grosser, the better. Like just find me up. I'm coming in. <laughs> the uglier, the weirder, and the grosser. I, I love those three words. And it was direct it works. quote. Not all actors would think like that, so I'm. That's good. Good to hear. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I know yeah. That. Absolutely. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, so Chris Smith. Is, yeah. Um, if you've missed it on the on the big screen, it was playing uh, in limited cinemas. It is on or about to be on Binge, the streaming service in Australia. Yeah. Uh, what mm -hmm. what what? Sh why should people watch it? Do you think, in your own words? I mean, as part of this production, and, and it's getting great yeah. reviews, a really good yeah. response from crowds. I mean, tell me in your own words, why should people choose to watch it? I think, you know, truly it's just such an amazing story that I think everybody can take something away from. Um, it's it's touching, it's real. And again, it just sort of um, represents authentic people and authentic Australia and experiences and struggles on screen. And I think, again, when you see yourself represented, um, you feel less alone in the world, but also it's just hilarious as well. So there's that beautiful balance between um, like truth and rawness, but also it'll give you a good chuckle. And um, I just think there really is something for everybody. Like he's just done, yeah, such an amazing job again. So you have to watch it. December 14th on Binge. <laughs> yes. Uh, you've got um, co-stars like Hannah, Steve. Uh, it, it's really good. Like you've got an assortment of different people in there, Nicole, um, Melissa Bretoni. So they're all, all these people appear in, in different roles and, it's amazing how the chemistry is still there because everyone's got these different side hustles or different character yeah, traits, but you all, absolutely, yeah. it all clicks for the movie. Absolutely. Yeah. It's almost sort of like a, a bunch of different stories um, intertwined and everyone's got these little side quests and a bunch of different things happening. But yeah, I think that, that makes a great story though. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, why did you become an actor? Um, any, when you, your career, like, was it ever going to be in a move in a different direction or were you always going to be a performer? Like what made you choose to be an actor? Yeah. So I did my first play when I was seven um, and honestly I just can still remember that night like it was yesterday up in that stage and I just knew from from that moment onwards like this is what I want to do for the rest of my life and at seven, it hasn't always great. been easy let me tell you <laughs> but um, it's just it's just it, I, there's nothing else for me I'm, I'm an actor I was born an actor um, I just yeah I've got so much I want to say so much I want to do um, and I just yeah I love it I live for it it's amazing what about um, directing? You said writing isn't really your thing, even though you wrote that beautiful monologue, but um, directing ever yeah. or uh, producing maybe? Yeah, I've definitely, you know, I have definitely dabbled in a lot of different um, avenues. Like I have done some producing and I obviously have done some writing. Um, acting is my main gig, but I'm also very interested in directing as well. So, um, okay. yeah, I'm hoping to sort of direct something in the near future, um, in, in between obviously my acting gigs. Um, but, yeah, it's definitely something on the cards for the future for sure. Great. Oh, that's really good. I expand your possibilities as well and, Write roles for yourself, Absolutely. maybe. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, well, I have actually, I mean, I, I keep saying I'm not a writer, but here I am writing all of these things. I'm making myself out to be a liar today, but I actually have written a short <laughs> film as well, which will, I will hopefully be getting off the ground in the next, next six to 12 months or so. Oh, that's all right. You tell me one thing and then I've drawn something else out of you. So <laughs> I, I like that. <laughs> it's a trap. It's, your, your plan is working. <laughs> <laughs> when you go to the movies, do you have a certain <laughs> snack that you like to eat? Any particular thing you can't go without when watching a movie? Oh, Pop, large popcorn, large Coke, and I will eat that whole damn thing. Yeah, and right. I do not like to share popcorn, just for the record. I keep your hand out of my popcorn box. I don't care who you are. Like, <laughs> it's um, it's not that I want to, not that I don't want to share the actual popcorn itself. It's not about the quantity. I just need to have my hand able to access it at any given moment in time. And it's like I can't have anyone's hand in my way. <laughs> well, take note, Kaya friends out there. No hands in popcorn at the movies. I know. I go to the movies with people sometimes, and they think I'm joking. And I'm like, no, I, I don't. I don't share popcorn. 
Um, and finally, to wrap it up, um, finally to wrap it up, what about uh, what about external stuff outside of acting? Other than the popcorn, I'm normally quite a generous person. Thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I mean, um, so I also I actually do also work. I do some casting okay. work as well, which is amazing. Um, and I, yeah, so I work in casting and I also just in terms of like what I like to do in my spare time, I mean, I'm just forever watching movies, can't stop, won't stop and, um, love going to the beach, love reading and, and meditating. I'm a pretty simple gal these days. Um, so yeah, it's kind of me in a nutshell. Uh, what, what was the last movie you watched? Oh, besides Love Actually. Uh, it was Love Actually, of course. Uh, uh, gosh, let me it actually was love, actually. So I just had to own it. It was love, actually. <laughs> I have my opinion, but where do you see Kai Stewart in 10 years on the big screen? Uh, just in your own words, but I'm trying not to jinx you here. Where do you think you might be in a decade? <laughs> oh, let's, yeah, let's, no, you know what? We won't jinx it. We'll put it out there and we'll manifest it. Um, basically, <laughs> I see myself with an amazing, thriving career um, in incredible films, lead roles, and just, I really see myself um, telling stories and playing characters that help touch people and change lives and just really make people feel seen. And uh, ultimately, want to help give a voice to people who might not have one or struggle to find it for themselves. So, yeah. Well, I'm really glad to hear that because I think progress is just moving forward for us in our industry. There's been so many hurdles along the way, but individuals like yourself with that kind of frame of mind, um, there's more and more of you. And when we work together, you know, things are obviously going to change and success will come, productions will come out. Uh, it's going to be a good future to, to movies yeah. in general, I think. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree. And I think, you know, you can never underestimate the value of art and movies and how much they really can change lives and, and speak for people. So, yeah, it's an exciting time. I grew up with movies, obsession, an obsession almost, and now it's a career. Like I get paid to watch them and talk to people like yourself. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's awesome. I love that <laughs> for you. Uh, there you go. That is the end of our, well, Amazing interview, insightful interview, delightful interview, and full of pizzazz is what I want to say Kaya is. Kaya Stewart, uh, please check her out in Christmas, streaming if you're in Australia on Binge, Foxtel. Uh, you can maybe even find it somewhere still playing in a cinema near you. Directed by and written by Heath Davis, Nicole Pastor. Is in it, uh, Steve Lee McQuand. He's awesome, always has been. Hannah Joy, uh, Melissa Bertoni. you got Darren Gilshanen. He's also very good. Trust me, what, just make an effort and catch it. If not this Christmas, next Christmas. Chris S. Check it out. And thank you again, Kaya. What a wonderful person. <laughs> Well, thank you for listening to the latest episode of Cine Critique. You can find me on social media at movie underscore analyst. You can see my YouTube channel with plenty of cool interviews. And also, actually, if you still want to know more about Chris Mess, uh, there's an interview with the writer-director Heath Davis. Check it out. Unfortunately, I couldn't put the interview that I did with Kaya on our YouTube channel due to the interference but i assume and i hope i will talk to her again in the future 
and uh, hear about all the new projects that she's been up to the next time I catch up with her. So thanks for tuning in and bye for now.